welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Quark, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. Good morning. I'm super excited to share with you today's conversation because I made a post about this the other week and a lot of you seem to have resonated with it. And I really wanted to elaborate on it because our relationship with food and how we talk to ourselves is such a game changer when it comes to our health because it affects our mental health. It also affects our physical health and it affects our ability to reach certain goals. And so that's where today I really want to talk to you about my opinion on cheat meals and also why I don't do them. Right. And I'm not, it's not saying I've never had a cheat meal or I've never had the cheat meal mentality, right? I used to compete. <laughs> I did many competitions and I think it is a fairly, fairly common in the kind of bodybuilding industry or the, the fitness world and stuff. And this is exactly what we're going to be talking about today because I find that there's, there's nothing wrong right? With having foods that aren't necessarily super, super aligned with your goals, right? There's no nothing wrong with having off-plan meals or off-plan snacks or anything like that. However, right? The conversation today is going to be around cheat meals. And I see this time and time again, where women will do really good, crush their week. And then they're like, okay, well, I've done really good. And it's like, now like I'm going to, I'm going to have a cheat meal. Right. And then they go way too overboard. And because it's, Hey, they already ruined their diet. They already screwed up. They're already cheating. They're already eating bad foods. And this leads to them kind of having a bit of this like free for all mentality. And it is it, you're literally um, ingraining this kind of all or nothing mentality over time. And obviously there's certain scenarios, like there's certain scenarios where people can have a healthy relationship with food and still refer to certain foods as like cheat meals or cheap foods and stuff. However, more often than not, it's still a very negative thing they're still labeling certain foods subconsciously as cheap foods. They're still labeling foods as good foods and bad foods. You are creating a morality in a sense to food. And it's like food isn't bad. Food isn't good. Food could be more supportive of your goals or less supportive of your goals, more nourishing, less nourishing, more aligned with what you're wanting less aligned with what you're wanting, right? But there aren't specific types of foods that are good and bad, right? It's all relative. And it's also not one size fits all. And it also doesn't have to do with morality, right? And that's the crazy thing is that a lot of times people will, this again, have labeling certain foods as good and bad, they also label themselves as being good or being bad when they're working on certain habits, when they're trying to create certain changes, when they're overcoming certain limiting beliefs or mindset barriers or obstacles, 
or when they're trying to change their lifestyle. And the unfortunate thing is that this often creates guilt. This often creates shame. This again creates that negative energy and those feelings around a certain action. And this just adds to the scenario. This adds to you veering further away from your goals or making more unaligned decisions or eating more foods that don't necessarily leave your body feeling good. And it's this mentality, right, of, well, I fucked up my diet anyway, so like might as well eat all the things, right? Might as well get it all out of my system. (laughs) Might as well eat all the things. I already screwed up. I'll be better tomorrow. I'll be good again tomorrow. I'll be good again Monday. It's this mentality that often holds people back. And a lot of people don't realize it. And that's what this today's conversation is going to be all about. Because how we speak to ourselves, especially around food, is extremely, extremely important. Unfortunately, it's very, very common. And again, why I'm having this conversation? Because our narrative, right? How we speak to ourselves and what we tell ourselves is the one of probably the most important things when it comes to our relationship with food. And a lot of people don't even recognize certain things or work on certain things. They try to force themselves to create these changes when they still speak to themselves the exact same way, when they still have the same narrative, when they still have the same subconscious thoughts and behaviors, right? They have this mentality that they've spent years and years ingraining into themselves and reinforcing these thought patterns and reinforcing this narrative. And then they just tell themselves, well, it's like suddenly I'm going to change. Like I'm going to create change. I'm going to act differently. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to feel different about it. Right. And then they wonder why they don't when they thought the thought and they told themselves, Hey, I'm going to not have cheat meals and I'm not going to go overboard yet. They haven't actually done that foundational work like to really actually change their mindset and change their narrative. And so these things do take time. That's another thing I'm going to say is that changing your thought pattern, changing how you speak to yourself, changing your narrative, it takes time. It's not going to be an overnight fix, but we can't expect to change things unless we change things and we work on it. And that's why today too, I'm going to give you some information about one very important thing that you can do today that could potentially be holding you back, which can start helping you improve your relationship with food. And it really comes down to this good foods versus bad food scenario. Labeling certain foods as good foods and bad foods, right? And yes, there's foods that are really not that great for you. They're not very nourishing. They're not, they're pretty inflammatory, right? They're not super supportive of most goals, but they're not bad foods. They could be good in certain scenarios for certain people. Right. I have this conversation a lot with certain certain clients as well. Like I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. I have a burger once in a while. I had a piece of cake for my birthday, right? I have ice cream once in a while. Do I do it every day? No. Do I try to look for healthier alternatives? Of course. I try to find ones that are 
better ingredients that could be more nourishing because I know they're going to help my body feel better, right? But there's going to be certain scenarios too, where it's like, there's going to be scenarios where either you are traveling or you have a birthday or you have like some event or a family situation, right? What's actually going to be most supportive for your health in those scenarios is being fully present and just enjoying yourself and not stressing about a certain food or labeling it as good food or bad food. Obviously, there's scenarios where people have specific allergies or actual health concerns, right? But for the most part, most of us, a piece of cake isn't going to kill us. And so that's where, again, we create so much stress and so much guilt and so much shame over certain foods sometimes, right? Or oftentimes, unfortunately, (laughs) for some people, right? And it's actually more detrimental for our goals. It's more detrimental for our health. It affects our quality of life. It affects our relationships. It affects our happiness. It affects our joy, right? It affects all of these things. And we're labeling it as this bad food. This piece of cake is bad for you. You know what's also bad for you? Stress, being stressed out and hating life every single day. (laughs) That's also really bad for you, right? So there's scenarios. There's scenarios where having a piece of cake or not having to stress out about certain things are actually what's going to be most beneficial. And those things are actually good for you. They're good for your soul. They're good for your happiness. They're good for your mindset, right? There's certain scenarios. And so acknowledging the fact that there is no such thing as good foods and bad foods, right? It's all case by case, scenario by scenario, person by person. It also depends where you are in your life. It depends what's most important to you. It depends what your other priorities are. It depends on what your current level of health is at. Depends what your current goals are at. What is top priority for you? And so that being said, if we set a specific goal, if we're in a specific season of our life and we're like, hey, this is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm working for. And this is why it's important to me. If you have set a goal and it's important to you, and it is a top priority and you're making it a top priority and you know it's going to change your freaking life and it's really going to have a positive impact on your body and on, on pack, impact on you, then be all in. Then know, make choices. Know that you can make these choices that are in alignment with that goal. There's going to be certain foods. There's going to be certain meals. There's going to be certain habits that are going to help you get the results that you're looking for as quickly and efficiently as possible. There are going to be certain foods and meals and nutrients and habits that you can take when it comes to your nutrition to be most supportive of who you want to be and what you're working towards and the goals you're trying to achieve. So yes, there's going to be foods and choices and decisions you can make that are going to be in the most alignment with your goals and going to have the most, like be the most nourishing for your body and be the most supportive 
of what you want and what you're working towards. They're supportive. They're in alignment with where you want to go right now. They're not good. They're not good or bad. That's the big difference. When it comes to our relationship with food, it makes a massive difference. And the issue I have with cheat meals is that if you're telling yourself you're having a cheat meal, you're pretty much saying you're cheating. You're cheating on your goals. You're cheating on what you want. You're cheating on yourself. You're cheating on the life that you're trying to create. And it's not very nice, right? It's not a very good feeling. And then we wonder why we feel shame when we feel guilt. Nobody wants to be a cheater. Nobody wants to feel like they're cheating themselves or cheating on their goals or cheating like themselves out of the life that they want to live. And so we do these things, right? We have these cheat meals. We have these cheat foods. And then we wonder why we don't feel good about it. We wonder why we feel bad, why we feel guilty. And it's like, well, you literally are reinforcing the fact that these are bad foods. Why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you cheating? Why are you having these cheat meals? And so, again, how we speak to ourselves is the most important thing. And Oftentimes too, like if we are in these scenarios, another huge thing that a lot of women struggle with is self-sabotage. Both of these things are really reinforced with this cheat meal mentality. And so again, we can get in the scenario where we're like, okay, well, I'm going to have a cheat meal, right? And then you feel bad and you feel icky and then you feel like shame about it and you feel like guilty about it. And then you're like, man, I already ruined my diet. I already fucked up. Why did I do that? Right? You have this negative energy. And then you hit that screw up button. <laughs> then you're like, well, again, I'll be good tomorrow. It was bad today. Today is a cheat day. Whatever. I'll be good again tomorrow. And then you just end up going overboard. You go to the point, you go and eat all of these cheat foods. You're like, well, I had this bad food. I'm already a cheater, right? I might as well eat all the bad foods. I might as well eat all the foods that I'm having cravings for. Already screwed up, right? And then you end up going overboard and you feel sick and you feel swollen and you feel inflamed and your body doesn't feel good. And then you sit there and you ask yourself, why did I do that? You did that because you're a cheater. <laughs> You did that because you told yourself you're going to have a cheat meal. You did that because you felt negative about it. You did that because you had this idea of good foods and bad foods and you went off for the bad foods. And now all of a sudden, right now you hate yourself and you're self-loathing for a week, like April is saying here. And it's like, this is not serving you with all of your ears on this planet, right? understand this is not serving you. This is not helping you feel motivated to work towards your goals. This is not helping you feel better. This is not supporting your health mentally or physically. There is literally no purpose behind having a cheat meal. Now, let me reframe something though. That is not saying that you can't have foods that aren't necessarily the most supportive for your goals. That doesn't mean you can't eat a meal off plan. If you have a certain plan for a goal, 
right? It doesn't mean you're a bad person if you have a planned meal off the plan. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person or there's no purpose to having certain meals that are maybe higher in calories or higher in carbohydrates or a piece of cake once in a while if it's your damn birthday. (laughs) How we tell ourselves about it matters. So again, having cheat meals, literally no purpose, right? It's a very negative thing. It's not serving you. It's not helping you. It's not optimal for your goals. It's not having labeling foods as good foods and bad foods and so forth isn't going to help you be more successful long-term, maybe for a little bit. But again, having this mentality is kind of reinforcing not so great kind of relationships with foods. Now, personally, right? As I said, I'm a registered holistic nutritionist and I have sugar once in a while. I have pieces of cake once in a while. I've had pizza before, right? Like all of these different things doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me unhealthy. It doesn't make me unfit, right? It doesn't make me unmotivated or undisciplined or anything like that. But again, I can eat mindfully and I'm aware of my decisions and my mind frame around those foods is also very different. I'm not sitting there and being like, man, I'm having a cheat meal. I'm a cheater. I'm having these bad foods, right? Instead, I'm like, hey, I'm going to enjoy this piece of cake because my mother-in-law cooked a piece of cake for my birthday when I'm going to have a piece of cake, right? I'm going to go out with my niece and nephew and have some ice cream, right? I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to (laughs) create drama or anything like that and kind of make everybody go somewhere else. Because at the moment, right, my priorities are to be fully present in those scenarios. I'm not working in a fitness competition. I'm not working towards any massive fitness goals or anything right now. I don't have any massive health concerns that I'm trying to address, right? So my, so I have that flexibility and I'm allowed to have that flexibility and that's totally fine. Also, if I am in competition prep, if I am doing a fit, like have a fitness goal, I've had meals that are off plan. I've had burgers in my competition prep before, right? But they're not cheap meals. They're refueled meals. There's a purpose behind them. It's a different mindset. It's a different mentality. I'm dieting really hard and my body's feeling depleted. So I have a refeed meal to provide my body with more calories, more carbohydrates, and a spike in energy, right? So even in extreme scenarios like a competition prep, there is a purpose behind certain foods. The biggest difference is my mindset around it, my narrative around it, and my purpose behind it, right? Because I'm doing it out of a place of mindfulness, of self-awareness, of full understanding of how this is going to impact me and impact my body and how it's going to serve me. And I'm making the choice that in those moments is in still in alignment for myself and is going to serve me as best as possible. So that's the big difference, right? And again, where we can go into these certain situations and eat mindfully and make really aware decisions and really ask ourselves, like, what is actually most supportive for us? What is actually going to be in most alignment for us? 
This is where over time we can really improve our relationship with food. And it's really, really important to where we really pay attention to our mindset in certain situations. Like this is the other thing too, because if we are really wanting to be successful when it comes to our nutrition and our health and certain goals, you need to work on your mindset. You need to stop associating certain foods as good foods or bad foods, because again, that can change. That can change in the goals you have. That can change in the season you're in. That can change with your priorities. You also got to stop t- like telling yourself you're a cheater. You're just adding negative energy to the situation. You're going to wonder why you're feeling guilt and sh- being like being feeling shame and stuff. And it's like you're creating that. You're not going to be motivated and driven towards the actions that are going to serve you if you're in this negative space. So create this positive kind of opportunity with certain foods. And I always say too, even like when it comes to restrictive plans, right? Somebody's even saying too, too restrictive, like that's the problem with too restrictive plans. Feeling restricted is a mindset. There's people that can have like have one allergy and they feel restricted in life. There's people that have extremely restrictive plans and they can be totally content. Feeling restricted is a mindset. And that's what a lot of people don't realize because I can get two people and I can give them the same plan. And one person can be like, man, this is, there's so much flexibility here. I have so much freedom. I don't feel restricted at all. I'm so content, so satisfied, all of this stuff. And then another person can be like, oh my gosh, I can't have this one food. And then that's all they hyper-focus and that's all they think about. And then they're like, I feel so restricted. So again, how we speak to ourselves, our narrative, our mindset makes a huge difference. And so one of the big things that I always tell people as well is like, even when it comes to healthy foods, and this is the problem that a lot of people do is that they focus on all the things they can't have. They focus on all those bad foods, right? And then they, that's all they focus on. (laughs) That's all they want. And that's all they crave. And then they're like, man, I can't have all these bad foods. And then they like implode, right? So it's like, If we focus more so on the foods we can have, and we also focus on in like shifting our mindset around those foods, where it's like, wow, it's like actually these options, these foods, these meals, instead of them being like, okay, these are good foods. I'm going to be a good girl and I'm going to follow these foods and I'm going to get to my goals. Instead, look at those foods and be like, man, these are super in alignment with my goals right now. These are going to help me get to my goals as a efficiently as possible. These are going to nourish my body and make me feel energized and make my body feel good and make me be able to thrive and live my life to my like my the best of my ability. And that's the big difference. Cuz can you not even like can you not see the difference there? It's the energy. It's the mindset, right? If we're going to be want to actually do certain things if we think about them as these opportunities. It comes to any habit when it comes to success. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yes, it's going to be challenging. Yes, life's going to throw you curveballs and there's going to be certain things you need to navigate. But like our mindset is our most powerful tool. And a lot of people, they don't even work on it and they don't even realize how effective it can be. And it's like, yeah, we got to work on our mindset. 
and we can look at certain situations and we can look at certain habits and we can look at a certain lifestyle as these opportunities to move forward in the direction we want, to feel better, to actually get to our goals, to help our body thrive. And that is honestly the biggest game changer when it comes to eating healthy. If you're going through every single day and you're just thinking about all of the junk food and the processed food and those bad foods that you can't have, right? And how restricted you feel because you can't start your day off with McDonald's every day, right? And you're looking at it as that, then you're not going to really want to eat the healthy foods, right? But if you switch that, And if you look at it and be like, man, like these foods, like not that they're good foods, not that they're healthy foods, but that these foods actually are going to be nourishing for your body. They're going to be supportive of your goals. They're going to help you live the life that you are dreaming of and to the ability that you're wanting, right? When we look at those healthier choices as more so opportunities versus like, all these restrictions that we have, it changes everything. Because again, like you're going to feel more inclined to want to do it. <laughs> you're going to feel happier to do it. You're going to actually want to do it. And now you're not going to have to force yourself constantly because eventually you're going to be like, man, like I actually just genuinely feel really good when I eat these foods. My body feels really good and I like the way I feel. And then it becomes easy to eat healthy. And I can honestly say that because I used to struggle so much when it came to food. I would literally struggle all day and to be good. And then I would end up caving at the end of the day and I would drive to Dairy Queen or I would go to Tim Hortons or I would go to the grocery store and buy a bunch of ice cream or something. And then I would just cave and then I would feel bad and I would feel guilty and I'd feel like a cheater. And all it did was keep me stuck in the cycle. And I just felt like shit about myself. And I didn't understand why it was so hard to eat healthy consistently. And the biggest difference for me, the biggest thing that changed is when I actually started paying attention to the nutrients in foods. When I started educating myself and learning more about like how the foods we eat actually have all of these amazing vitamins and minerals and nutrients and how like other foods, it's like they're actually, they can kind of create stress on our body and they can be more inflammatory and like also just paying more attention to and being like, man, like I actually just don't feel good after those foods. Sure. In the moment I feel good, but like after like my stomach hurts, I feel inflamed. I feel sore. I feel like super heavy. I just don't feel good. And the more awareness I brought into those situations and I realized like, why the heck am I doing this? It just, I just don't feel good. And then when I ate these other foods, man, I actually felt good. And even now, right? Like nowadays too, it's like, I could literally go to the store. I can grab whatever I want. Like we even have stuff in the house once in a while, stuff and we'll bring it. And it's like, it doesn't even face me because I'm like, I just like, I'll have a little bit depending on the scenario. Or like I said, I'll have a piece of cake at, like for a family situation, but I'm not going to sit here and go out of my way to have certain foods. And I have zero desire to, I'm not sitting here battling cravings all day because I'm just like, man, I actually really love how I feel. I love how my body feels. 
I love how stable I feel and how balanced I feel and how energized I feel. And these are the big shifts that really make a difference when it comes to a relationship with food. And even in certain scenarios, like I said, if I have certain foods or we go out or we're traveling or we're stuck somewhere, yes, at the end of the day, I do do my best to look for those healthier alternatives. I do my best to stick to certain foods that I know will keep me feeling good. And then I also, if there's a scenario where I have something, right, because in that moment, that is actually what's in more most alignment for me, or there's a scenario and I just don't have access to something or for whatever reason, I don't beat myself up about it. And I just continue on because it's a lifestyle. It's not this little diet. It's not this little like fat or whatever. It's my lifestyle. So it's like, yes, there's going to be scenarios that I'm not 110% on it, but majority of the time, I'm making these aligned choices. I'm nourishing my body. I'm staying mindful. I'm just focusing on the foods that make me feel good. And this is again, where creating this lifestyle, this healthy lifestyle, right? Like it's, it's fluid, it's flexible, it's changing. It's not good or it's not bad, right? It just moves. (laughs) It just continues. It just goes. And so again, like our mindset, how we speak to ourselves, makes a huge, huge difference. And again, remembering like you don't need to cheat on a diet or a way of eating when it's actually a part of an everyday lifestyle, right? You're not a cheater for having certain foods if it's part of your everyday lifestyle. It's like create this lifestyle at the day that helps you feel good. Fix your, like work on your mindset around in your relationship with food. And it's like, that's where, again, it's really, really, important to pay attention to that narrative. And if you're feeling stuck, if you're stuck with this all or nothing mentality, if you're stuck with this self-sabotaging and stuff, then this is again, where like, ask yourself, like, how is your relationship with food? How is your mindset? What needs to improve? How are you speaking to yourself? Because there is probably a lot of work that can be done there. And that, that is the key to your success. Your mindset is your greatest tool. And a lot of people don't even pay attention to it. They don't even think about it. They think all they need is a meal plan or a new workout plan, and then they're going to be successful. And it's like, hey, if you've been struggling with this for years and years, it's not the workout plan. You can go online and you can find a workout plan. (laughs) It's not even a meal plan. You can go online and you can find a meal plan. It's your mindset. It's the work that needs to get done. It's your stress coping mechanisms. It's how you speak to yourself. It's your relationship with your body. It's your relationship with yourself. So really dive into those things. And again, very simple, simple conversation here just about cheat meals. Because again, I hear it time and time again. It's extremely common. A lot of people will go and they'll be like, hey, like I'm having a cheat meal or I had a cheat meal. This is where our mindset makes a huge, huge difference. Our mindset how we talk to ourselves, our relationship with food is such a game changer and pay attention to your mindset because it is literally your greatest goal. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps this podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Park. Until next time.